Welcome back to another episode of Crawford Insights, the podcast where we take a recent post from the Crawford Investment Council blog and discuss it with the author. I'm your host, Tom Bueller, and I'm excited to welcome John Christensen, analyst and portfolio manager of the Crawford Dividend Growth Strategy. Today, we'll be discussing winning with balanced capital allocation. Thanks for joining us, John. I think this will be a good discussion. Thanks, Tom. It's my pleasure to be here. Most investors associate growth stocks with superior returns, and that certainly can be true for some periods. They also tend to assume more mature companies that buy back their own stock and pay dividends have already seen their best days. Here at Crawford Investment Council, we don't necessarily agree that more mature companies have had their best days already pass them by. The article we're discussing today focuses on the fact that high-quality companies can grow and return capital to shareholders at the same time. Goldman Sachs did a study of stock performance over the last 30 years based on how companies use their cash. Can you give us a summary of that? Sure, Tom. I'd be happy to. So Goldman Sachs analyzed the performance since the early 1990s for three groups of stocks versus the S&P 500. The first group consisted of those companies returning capital to shareholders through dividends and share repurchase. The second group contained companies with high internal investments through capital expenditures and or research and development. And the last group featured companies who mostly pursued growth through acquisitions. Over this lengthy period studied, capital return focused stocks outperformed the market by about a whopping 80%, far superior to the other two groups. So John, why is it that the companies that are returning capital to shareholders outperform from a stock standpoint? Yeah, it's quite interesting. There's certainly a lore around the buy and hold approach to growth stocks, perhaps because a few successes using this investment approach makes for some good storytelling. One of the strengths of our firm is our group of very experienced investment professionals. And as we've matured as investors over the years, we've seen many investment cases play out, which has led to our collective understanding that more consistent businesses with the resources to both reinvest for growth while returning capital to shareholders make for the best long-term investments. So with that said, a few specific thoughts on why capital return succeeds over time. First, I would say it's difficult for mostly growth-oriented companies to consistently meet investor expectations over extended periods of time. So in most of these cases, growth stocks are eventually bid up to high valuations on aggressive assumptions into the future. And when investors are disappointed, then both valuations and profit expectations decline, combining for a double negative stock impact. In addition, Management teams of companies without the discipline of a return of capital commitment are often trying to maximize growth opportunities at the expense sometimes of profitability. So what can happen over time is a disconnect between investor preferences for high return growth versus the growth that may actually be delivered based on management incentives. Then I would say thirdly, Companies with the resources and discipline to consistently return capital to shareholders will also tend to have more steady, consistent businesses, which in the long run will generate favorable financial results and be rewarded by investors. At Crawford Investment Council, we focus on long-term ownership of these types of companies. I would also say that while the future is uncertain, the long-term investment success of balanced capital allocation companies versus pure growth ones has persisted over decades despite substantial tailwinds to overall growth from accommodative monetary and fiscal policies. These tailwinds seem gone now, and we'd be surprised if they returned in coming years, which suggests that the stocks of companies actively returning capital to shareholders could actually encounter even better relative performance moving forward. 
And certainly we at Crawford would welcome that environment where companies that are returning capital are rewarded more than those that are still in growth mode. In the first half of 2023, we've seen a small number of growth-oriented companies really driving returns for the S&P 500. Amongst that group are two that also return capital to shareholders. Those are Microsoft and Apple. How and why have these stocks evolved from being pure growth companies to ones that are not only growing but also returning capital to shareholders? Tom, I would say very successful companies like Microsoft and Apple, who gradually generate substantial amounts of cash flow beyond their ability to fully reinvest at high returns, are faced with important strategic decisions around capital allocation. So as they face that decision of what to use with their cash flow, these successful companies have decided to better reward shareholders through dividends and share repurchase as the best use of capital to maximize shareholder returns. What we found over time is the best growth companies choose balanced capital allocation, and that's a substantial benefit for us at Crawford Investment Council and for our clients because they then propose attractive choices for us in which to invest. At different points in the economic cycle, investors may favor one capital allocation plan to another. Can you spend a little bit of time talking about that, as well as which parts of the cycle tend to last longer than others? Sure, Tom. I would say we live in an age of infinite access to information, including economic data. And a financial media, whether it be CNBC, et cetera, seem to place a high value on economic projections and opinions. Over time, these influences pressure investors into forming and articulating economic viewpoints. We also know that stocks will perform relatively differently depending on economic headwinds and tailwinds. Recessions tend to be the briefest part of economic cycles, but have the largest negative impact on stocks generally, so are a frequent focus of investor attention. During recessions, when most companies' financial conditions are under stress, investors tend to shun companies investing for growth and gravitate towards companies with strong balance sheets who are less likely to encounter financial distress. The opposite is true during the early phase of economic recovery when optimism is high and investors want to position for what is generally expected to be a lengthy upcycle. So in these times, growth investment is preferred to balance sheet strength. Companies returning capital to shareholders tend to see the strongest investor interest during the majority part of economic cycles, which is characterized by expansion and slowdown phases, and with neutral relative returns during significant economic inflections. So the stocks of capital returning companies have generally provided the most stable returns through an economic cycle. Essentially, you don't have to somehow consistently make the correct economic forecasts to benefit from investing in stocks of capital returning companies. We can all understand that dividends provide cash to shareholders and that this may be valued by a subset of investors focused on generating income. What else might the dividend be telling us about a company? Companies who pay dividends are generally broadcasting multiple positive signals. They are already reinvesting in their business at a rate that enables continuity or growth, or managing their balance sheet with a margin of safety, and still forecast enough future cash flow to commit to a recurring payout to shareholders. We at Crawford Investment Council analyze company behaviors over many years, looking for companies which not only pay dividends for periods of time, but who also display dividend integrity, where the dividend is well supported by a track record of consistent growth, high profitability, recurring cash flow, and conservative balance sheet management. Why would a company, or really its board of directors, decide to pay a dividend versus repurchase shares of its own stock? 
stable and growing dividend policy generally represents a deeper commitment on the part of a company to steadily return capital. It provides the most consistent signaling on a company's future cash flow generation confidence, and there's a strong pattern over time of negative stock return impact from a deterioration in dividend policy being more pronounced than a weakening in share buyback behavior. Sherry Purchase offers a more flexible capital return mechanism, perhaps more appropriate though for companies with positive but less stable cash flow generation. I would refer listeners to our April Insights piece titled Buyback is Not a Dirty Word for further exploration of buybacks. At Crawford Investment Council, we ultimately place a higher priority on dividend payments and dividend growth given the income generation it provides for our clients and the steady discipline it imparts on the companies in which we invest for the long run. John, thanks for giving us some additional thoughts and information about capital allocation and what it can tell us about businesses and the potential for investment in that business. It seems that this is an area that often gets overlooked by investors, which allows us at Crawford Investment Council an opportunity that we can take advantage of for our clients. You and the rest of the equity research team have always taken a disciplined approach to the research process. It's no surprise that we favor companies and management teams that also take a disciplined approach to capital allocation. Thanks for listening to our episode. If you haven't already done so, be sure to check out our article, Winning with Balanced Capital Allocation, on our website at insights.crawfordinvestment.com forward slash perspectives. Subscribe to the Perspectives blog while you're there and be sure to come back next month for another episode.